Welcome to the BCS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of Code Newbie. And I'm Fadahi Joshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the BCS blog series. Today we're talking about parse trees. This season of BCS is brought to you by Dev Discuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and a legendary voice in tech. So an unpopular opinion should be like, Computers were a mistake. Was <laughs> was this all worth it? And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech. I basically walk through this world, through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened. As well as how little known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. So I feel like we've talked a lot about trees on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I don't think we've come across this particular type of tree. What is a parse tree? So a parse tree is sort of specific to a subset of computer science that we haven't even gotten into yet, which is why we really haven't talked about them. Mm-hmm. And they have to do with parsers and compilers, which is like a Ooh. whole new CS world for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But it's important because we sort of built this knowledge base of like different types of trees throughout this whole series and all these episodes of this podcast. And now we're Mm -hmm. sort of getting to a new phase in that where we are going to start talking about how our computer actually makes sense of the code that we write. Mm. Okay. So to that end, a parse tree, at its core, it's an illustrated pictorial version of the grammatical structure of a sentence. And Okay. That can just be like a sentence sure. in English, but also it can be a sentence in code, too. An illustrated pictorial version. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so we're basically like drawing something. Yeah. I guess another way you could think about it is like we're diagramming something. Diag- okay, there we go. I like that one better. Okay, we're diagramming something. So we're diagramming the grammatical structure of a sentence. And a sentence could be like, I drove to school. I don't drive to school, but <laughs> I drove to school. Um, you could drive to school, and that I would could, be a I sentence. I could drive to school, and that would be a sentence. <laughs> or I guess like it could be like a, a like a line of code, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. if I define a variable like var equals school, then that could be structured into a diagram. Yeah, and it could be like it could be like an expression in your code too. So like it mm. could be a line of code that's like some logic. And with like a return statement, or it could just be an expression that you're evaluating. Okay. So I can have like a loop, and that would count as a quote-unquote a sentence. 
Sort of. Yeah. It's like when you write that loop out, it's like if you have like a keyword like for or while, yeah. like those are the parts of the sentence. Uh, and so okay. it's basically like everything you write in code could be diagrammed and actually okay. it is diagrammed into a sentence. And that's basically the parse tree. That sentence gets structured into a tree structure called a parse tree. Okay, cool. So let's do a fun one as an example. Let's do – it's going to be all about you. Oh, great. Let's <laughs> <love that>. do <laughs> Vaidehi ate the pie. Mm. Ate, what pie did you eat, by the way? Do you know what pie you ate? Mm. Well, hopefully you know what pie you ate because you ate it. I mean, you could just eat it and not even realize. What if you're so excited you know and you didn't even look at the pie? You just ate it? Okay. Okay. True story. I had a pie and it was a pecan pumpkin pie, which mm. by the way – I don't it's it sounds good but it's like it's basically a pumpkin pie with pecan crust so like it wasn't you know what I mean like it wasn't like the gooey anyway oh, so it, it wasn't, wasn't like pecans good. on the top it was just crunched up pecans right yeah 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 exactly is it pecan and or so, pecan I always said pecan that's absolutely incorrect it's definitely oh, pecan oh no I'm gonna yeah. say pecan though <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I respect you for that. I respect you for that. (laughs) But anyway, so I, like in my mind, I was thinking I'm going to eat a pecan pie. Like I forgot about the pumpkin. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like in my mind, because I saw a pecan and that's what I was attracted to. So I thought I was going to bite into like a gooey, ooey, overly sweet, you know, pecan. And then I I like ate it. And I guess I wasn't looking because they obviously look very different. Anyways, I ate it. And I got like the texture of pumpkin, mm. and I was like, "Whoa! Shocked. What did I just eat?" It was—it really threw me off. <laughs> anyways, all that was to illustrate that you can eat a pie and not know what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, buddy, what kind I of pie ate did a pie. you eat? <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going with this. <laughs> let's say that I ate. Ooh, let's say that I ate a salted honey pie. I have no idea what that is. Is that like a filling of honey? Well, it's like with salt. It's <laughs> it's. Uh, have you have you ever been to like Milk Bar? They have something called like the crack yes. pie. <gasps> crack pie is so good. It's basically like that, but it's like mm-hmm. a honey. It's like more st- stronger flavors of honey in the actual pie, and then okay. saltiness, and it's delicious. I don't that actually know what else is in the base. Like there has to be something else. It's not just straight honey. Can't be straight honey. No, there's other things. It's a, I mean, great. I ate the pie. I did not deconstruct all the ingredients of the pie. <laughs> you were too busy eating it. Okay. And all that is to explain a parsley. So vitamin <laughs> ate the pie <laughs> is our sentence. Mm-hmm. And we're going to create a diagram out of this sentence. So what do we do? What's the first thing that we do? Well, we need to break it up into smaller pieces. Because when you diagram a sentence, I don't know if you remember this from like I don't know. When was the last time I did this? Like elementary school? Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in elementary school, like one of the things I learned was that you, when you diagram a sentence, you break it up into its individual pieces. And so in this case, we have vaidehi and then ate the pie. And so okay. those are two distinct pieces to start with. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to say vaidehi is the noun and then ate the pie. Before we break it up further, we'll just pause and say that ate the pie is actually its own expression. It's something called a verb phrase, ah. which we probably know instinctively, even if we don't know the term for it, if you're familiar with English. And if you have a noun and a verb phrase, well, you can't break down a noun any further, but you can break down a verb phrase further. And so we can break down ate the pie into a verb and then a noun phrase, which is the pie. And then you can break the noun phrase, the pie, into a noun pie and also a determiner which is Ooh. the 
So yeah, we can break up Vaidhiyata Pai into all of those little pieces. And as we're breaking it down, you can sort of imagine that we start with a node at the top, which is the sentence. And as we diagram it, we break down the sentence into other nodes. So basically like children. Mm -hmm. And if you visually think about it, you can create a tree out of it. Right. So I have sentence as my root node, and then I have one child called noun, and then I have another child called verb phrase, because that's the first way we break it down. And then noun has nowhere to go. It's just vitae. Mm-hmm. And then my verb phrase, however, can be broken down. So I have another child called verb, and a second <laughs> child called noun phrase, mm-hmm. but because my child's name is verb. Yeah, so that's why it made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> okay. I got a node named verb. <laughs> like, I got that's a node named verb. That sounds like some, like, sitcom. No name bird. Okay, so now I have my noun phrase. And then my noun phrase itself has two children, one called determiner, one called noun. And they respectively point to the and pi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Got it. Got myself a little tree. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, it's interesting because when we had that sentence and I was like, okay, let's break it down. And you instinctively knew, like, well, eight and the pi. Like, let's break it down into its pieces. How did we, like... Like, how did you know how to do that? Well, I'm a genius, so it was pretty easy for me. (laughs) Well, if you weren't spectacular and smart, how would you do that? Well, I guess I just know how the English language works, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I just, you know, I learned these things in school and whatnot. Yeah, and you use your knowledge of English grammar and, like, the syntax of how, like, a sentence is structured. Like, you knew Mm. what the nouns were and you knew, like, how... The nouns and the articles and the verbs sort of work together to construct a sentence. And Mm -hmm. basically, the grammar and the syntax of a language, those are the rules that define that language. And Mm -hmm. so when we're working with the English language, knowing the grammar and the syntax of English, that basically is like your guidebook of understanding how that language works. And it's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the same thing when you replace the English language with any kind of programming language. You need to know the grammar and the syntax in order to make sense of any sentence or expression Mm -hmm. or line of code, right? Okay, so we need some type of grammar. So we need, like, code grammar. Exactly. You need, like, grammar in the sense of, like, rules in your code of what is legitimate, what's legal, and what's not, and what's correct and what's not. And actually... We started this whole conversation with parse trees, and this is sort of where parse trees comes into play. When you break down the expressions in code and when you diagram it out, you create a parse tree. And parsing is the way that our computers, our machines, basically check if a sentence is grammatically valid in code. Mm. So we talked about this applying to the English language. We talked about applying to coding, although we haven't really worked through a coding one yet. Are there other things it can apply to, or is that mostly it? Oh, no. So you don't have to apply it just to the English language. You could do it for anything that would be a valid expression in code. So, for example, you could do it for, like, a mathematical expression, like 1 plus 1 or two times three, all of those are like just simple expressions, but you have to make sense of them. You have to know how to parse them and read them to know what the line of code is saying. In in the case of a mathematical expression, you have to know what operation you're trying to do and what you're trying to operate on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So can we walk through an example of a expression and figure out what it would look like as a tree? 
Yeah, let's do that. Let's do like a simple expression, maybe okay. two times eight. So we have two times eight. That's our expression. That's our, our root node. Mm-hmm. And I want to break that down. And well, I feel like there's only three parts, right? Like it's either a two, a times, or an eight. So do I just have like three child nodes that just say two and then times and then eight? Sort of, yeah. Well, there's one little caveat here, which is that um, you're right that you can't really break down times any further because it's like an operation. Like there's nothing else to go with that. But when you have two times eight, you what you want to do is break it down into its smallest possible expression. And so two and eight are actually expressions in and of themselves. Oh. And this is important because we're working with a simple example here, but if we had a much more complicated example, it's worth mentioning that a single expression can contain multiple expressions within it, and it mm. can also contain things called terms and factors and internal expressions. So like in our example, 2 times 8 is the entire expression, and the number 2 is a factor. It's like an expression in and of itself, but it actually can't be broken down further, but it is technically still an expression. And then my eight, I'm assuming, is the same thing? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. That's just like a little thing to know. It's not super important for the context of this, but it's worth noting that if we had something bigger than two times eight, you could have an expression that you need to break down even further into either like an operation or another internal expression. Okay. So in terms of my parser tree, I have my expression, my two times eight expression as my root node. And then I'm going to pull out another expression, which just points to the number two. Mm -hmm. And then I have my my second child, which is just the times sign, which is its own thing. Mm -hmm. And then I have my second expression, which points to the number eight. Exactly. Yeah. So now that I have this parse tree, what do I do with it? Well, we sort of need to interpret it, right? Because... We started out with this expression. We're trying to understand what it means. We broke it down into its individual smallest elements, and that's what we built this parse tree out of. But that parse tree doesn't mean anything to us if we don't traverse through it and figure out like, okay, here are the things we're trying to do. This is what this expression actually means and what we need to do with it. So Mm -hmm. we need to basically interpret the larger expression, make sense of it. And we already know about trees. We know there's three different ways that we can traverse through a tree. Do you remember what they are? Oh, boy. Okay. So tree traversal. Okay. Let me see if I can remember one of them. Well, I remember one of them is just going like in the correct order, I guess, like going from, you know, left to right, which I think is in order. Mm -hmm. In order is looking at the left child, then the root, and then the right child. Yes. Okay. That's, I think that's the only one I remember. What are the other two? It's okay that you don't actually remember the other two. <laughs> Spoiler <Okay>. alert. <laughs> they, they are pre-order and post-order. In pre-order, you read the root node first and then the left and the right child. So you would read the root times and then two, which is the left child, and then eight, which is the right child, which is a little nonsensical because what does that mean? And then yeah. post-order is you read the left child and the right child and then the root last. So, so that would be two, eight times which also is nonsensical. So the thing you remembered, the one way of traversing the tree that you remembered is actually the really the only important thing to remember yeah, here, which is in order, right. which gives us the left child, the root, and the right, which would be two times eight. So basically, I was efficient in my memorization. Mm-hmm. And you figured out like 
the one way that we need to interpret this parse tree so that it makes some sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you stumble upon something interesting here, which is that you, you remembered like the one way to do it. But notably, there are two other ways, which basically tells us that you could sort of interpret this parse tree in different ways, which just like mm. put a pin in that. Okay. That complicates things slightly because it's not a straightforward answer. But in this exercise, like we kind of get a sense of how parse trees will show us what our expressions look like. And another term for parse trees is concrete syntax tree or CST. Oh. And the reason uh-huh. that they have this name is because they show us what our trees look like. They show us like the concrete syntax of our expressions. So mm. all that's telling you is like, okay, here are the parts of your expression. It doesn't really tell you what is the right way of expressing that expression, which means that you could have a single parse tree that allows you to come up with different ways to evaluate the expression, right? So we could okay. have done two eight times or times two eight or two times eight. They're all using all the elements of the expression that we started off with. They're showing mm-hmm. us like concretely, here are the pieces of that expression. But the problem is a single parse tree can express that expression in different ways. So we took our expression or our sentence or our line of code. We diagrammed it. We made it into this beautiful parse tree. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to use, well, there's different ways that we can read it. But the one we care about is in order, which means we're going to go from left to right. Mm -hmm. What are we going through all that for? Because it feels like we took a thing, broke it down just to read it together again. You know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, we broke it down so that we could make sense of it. And like that might have seemed like extra work for us because yeah. we knew what two times eight meant to begin with. But if you think about your computer, specifically the part of your program that's really dealing with this is something called a parser, which is part of the compiler that handles the parsing. And it's yes. the thing that builds the parse tree. So your parser, whether you give it a sim- simple expression or a complex expression, it doesn't know what it means without going through and evaluating the expression and breaking it down into its separate parts. Mm. And like, it's easy for us to look at an expression and be like, oh, I know exactly what that means. Or, oh, yeah, Vida, he ate the pie. I know exactly like what's going on there. But our parser doesn't know. And our parser doesn't know how to evaluate a line of code without knowing what the different parts of that one single line are Mm. and what needs to happen and also what order it needs to happen in. So something that seems very simple to us is actually not a trivial task for our parser. Mm. And actually, this is a great segue. The fact that there are three different ways of like evaluating and reading that expression in our parse tree, that's something called ambiguous grammar. Oh, And if you imagine that I just gave you like a bunch of symbols and instead of two times eight and I gave you something like... I don't know, three weird symbols or three (laughs) words in a language you've never heard before or read before. And I was just like, "Mm, Saran, tell me what this means. You probably wouldn't know off the top of your head just looking at it what it meant. And then if you made this parse tree out of it, you might not know what's the right way of ordering those things. Yeah. Yeah. And so ambiguous grammar or multiple parse trees for a single expression is really bad. Because a parser would get pretty confused. Because remember, like, it can't do what we do intuitively. It's just following 
grammar and syntax of a language. So if you don't know that grammar and syntax, or if you know the grammar and syntax, but now there's some ambiguity, what do you do? Okay, so connect this back to being a coder for me. So I'm a coder. I'm doing my lines of code. Would I ever be interacting with a parser or a parse tree? Am I making parse trees or where is the connection? Well, if you are working in a programming language, like actually on the language, then you may very well be dealing with the parse tree. But also, mm-hmm. if you are dealing with any kind of structure that gets broken down into a parse tree, which probably most programmers don't do on a daily basis unless they're doing pretty low-level things, then you might need to deal with it. But the important thing to know is that like, whenever you're dealing with the syntax or the grammar of a language, whether mm-hmm. you're adding a new symbol to it or trying to create some new operator, you need to tell the language what that means. Because mm. if you give it something completely new and it doesn't know like, oh, it's a method or it doesn't know oh, this is an operation, it will not know how to handle it. <laughs> right. And usually it'll tell you that. <laughs> it'll say error. This is uh, this is nonsensical. What are you doing? Yeah. And what's cool about that is that's like a syntax error, right? And where mm-hmm, do you think that mm-hmm. comes from? That comes from deep within mm. the parse tree when the parser reads your code and it's like, oh, I don't know what that is. It right. basically has built a parse tree and it has traversed it in some order, probably in order. And when it finds a syntax error or if something breaks, the parser has to figure out where in the parse tree that issue is coming from. And then Mm -hmm. it needs to surface that to you. So it's like building out these structures under the hood with every line that you write, even though you don't really know about it or maybe you're not thinking about it, except now you Mm -hmm. do know about it because you listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But that's basically all it's doing. And it's up to us as programmers if we're working with programming languages to make sure that we have grammars that, you know, either enforce some kind of rules, like we need to enforce the way the grammar is interpreted. Different Mm -hmm. languages will do this differently. Or we need to, like, create some kind of precedence and say, this symbol or this operator means more like has a higher weight. So if you see this times or if you see this open parentheses, I want you to think of it like this. And then the parser will follow that rule. So it's up to us to remember those things. And like next time we come into contact with like any kind of parsing or syntax error, just remember that parse tree and the little parser who's chugging away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Little parser chugging away. And that's the end of today's show. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out Vidi's blog post. Link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make. It's the first original podcast from Dev, a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Mm-hmm.